It's the Northern Blitz Podcast. Ring. Welcome to the Northern Blitz Podcast. You're listening to NFL coverage from your friends up north in Canada. Hey. I am your host, Tyler Thrasher, and with me, as always, to my right is Jamie McCord. Hey, I'm here, and I'm ready to podcast it up. And to my left is Justin McCord. Yeah, a.k.a. the Maple Syrup King. Whoa, 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 that was the worst whoa. one yet. <laughs> Maple Syrup King. Dude, have you ever even tapped any trees in your life? <laughs> Man, they call me that from time to time. It's Maybe been, your wife. I don't know. I don't but I mean you it's been it's been thrown out there. Yeah, but, today it was thrown out there. Yeah. I think it was thrown out into the garbage. <laughs> Maple <laughs> syrup king. Yeah, that was the worst one. All right, okay. Dude's trying it on. Yeah. Didn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fit. Mm. No. Taking uh, that one back to the store. Hopefully I can get my money back. Yeah. Not just an in-store credit, you know. Mo- most likely not. Oh. <laughs> All right, we got a good show today, guys. We are talking trade compensation for those big guys out there, Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones. We are talking, of course, Tim Tebow. And we will be grading the AFC North. And of course, back by popular demand, the rapid fire yes. segment. Guys, who's the champ right now? I think it's I am. Is it me? No, I am. Is it me? I pretty much have won all of them except for the one Tyler Pity gave you after I beat you in a race. Oh, the, was Justin, the, all was the ones the I've pity, given you. Pity one he gave you because it was your birthday last week? Uh, I maybe think that was why it was. Maybe I'll take it. It's possible. Most of the ones I give Justin are also pity wins. So, what? Okay. Either way. Yes. First time hearing about this. Check Maple mate. Syrup King. Thinks that's a little sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about sticky situations. And we got Aaron Rodgers, who he wants out of Green Bay. And I'm wondering, guys, to get MVP last year, like, what are you giving up to get a guy of his caliber? He's got multiple MVPs, won a Super Bowl, one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. What do you think it would take to get Aaron Rodgers off of the Packers? Yeah, I mean, I can't see it happening for less than, you know, maybe two first round picks kind of starting you might be able to do it for a first round pick and a blue chip player on another team maybe a you know a a cornerback or a wide receiver and then a first round draft pick and probably a few other pick compensations but I think there's going to be some heavy compensation I'm thinking it's probably we're probably going to see uh just a trade straight up Drew Locke for Aaron Rodgers that is 100% (laughs) equal man crush Monday no like so I I, I'm thinking you'd have to throw in there'd have to be a first round for sure uh then you'd at least need uh as Justin said a blue chip player I mean could you see a Drew Locke with a first round pick could you see Denver trading away a certain corner a certain corner? A certain Ooh. corner with a first-round pick. Uh, possibly. I feel like you're going two to three first-round picks. I feel like I don't think they want quarterback compensation back. They got their guy. So I feel like they keep adding the, a quarterback. Every, every trade I see has them giving them a quarterback, but I feel like they drafted their quarterback. That's why Aaron Rodgers wants out because they got Jordan Love. So I feel like it's picks, maybe some players, but I don't think they're interested in getting a quarterback back. Yeah, let's say like a Denver. And I know, Jamie, this is going to hurt your heart a little bit, but I think that if it's Denver, I don't really think they care about getting Drew Locke in the deal. I don't think that sweetens the deal. They, if they want to give him Drew, Drew Teddy Locke, Bridgewater? sure. Uh, I think maybe Teddy Bridgewater for a backup for Jordan Love would be good. But I still don't see that as heavy compensation. It's a backup value. So right? I still think if that's the case, they probably need to go for two first rounders and Teddy Bridge. That's, that would be well, my I guess. Think it's, I think it's two to three or like two twos. And for a sure. Four and a, like two, three. Sorry. 
two ones and a and maybe a two and a three. Like mul- there's gonna be multiple picks involved. You could have three three firsts or two firsts plus. Yeah, multiple te- picks. I was, I was thinking though, two firsts and a Teddy Bridgewater that he could either be the starter if Jordan Love does isn't up to it or could be a, probably a good mentor. Let me just ask you guys this: at the end of the day, week one, are we, is Aaron Rodgers still starting though, or do you think a trade like this gets done? No, I think Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay. I don't think they'll trade him. I think they've got uh, – there's a lot of issues with trading him, right? They can't trade him before June 1st. We know that for sure because of what happens with his contract, but I think he'll be there for sure. When he doesn't have a no-trade clause, which is interesting for a quarterback of his caliber, because we're starting to see this, you know, lots of quarterbacks who do have that, like Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's a lot almost of automatic Wilson. now. Yeah, trade talk, but uh, he doesn't have that. The other thing that's interesting, so I do I think he's he's there. I think, he, like Jamie, I think he's still in Green Bay. I don't think they trade him. But the other thing, I kind of think it would be good for Green Bay. I Like, I get it. I get that you're losing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're good losing. for Green Bay yeah. to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? Well, no. I, I Hear me out here. All right. Let's hear. I, I got to hear this. If he was happy in Green Bay, sure. You know, he says he wants to play into his 40s. He wants to pull Tom Brady. What is he, 37 now? It's... Is it possible? Maybe. But to say, well, I want to do it, that's great. You know what? Uh, I want to be called the Maple Syrup King. But guess yeah, what? Not going to happen. Not happening. You guys nope. don't think it's going to? You know, we could put anything out there. Oh, I want to do this. So one, he wants to do it. Great. Good that he's got that drive and that motivation. Is he capable of doing it? I, don't, I mean, he did have a great year. Yes, last year. But anything could happen. He could get injured. I know he's had a pretty good injury history yeah. over his career. He's... Played lots of games, hasn't missed very many due to injury. But the other thing is, he's 37. Imagine they could get two or three first-round draft picks or two first-rounds or, or a bunch of picks right. and some players. For a quarterback who's 37 years old, who's probably at the highest value you could get for him right now, I think, right. after just coming off MVP season, and a guy who says, oh, I want to play for multiple years still. Don't you think that, that could bring in a lot of compensation and then or or maybe he plays two or three more seasons in Green Bay Green Bay gets injured or or you know his his career starts to fade out there's no compensation for him so are you getting him at his peak yeah and i feel like what you're saying makes a little bit of sense but i feel uh, very strongly that if you have a quarterback that you get, could get you to a Super Bowl, you hold on to him and don't go with the unknown. And I feel like he's so good. He went, he's just coming off an, a 37-year-old MVP. I think for the next three years, you're still looking at a Super Bowl window, which could be gone making the trade. And then you have to like try to rebuild and hope you're hoping Jordan Love in live games is as good as you think he is. But who knows? I feel like that's a really... I think you go for the Super Bowls the next few years and try to win one. I think that if he was happy in Green Bay, that's a great scenario, but he, he's not happy there. So maybe there's still like a little bit of a silver lining for Green Bay that they can start to line their pockets a bit. But I agree with you. If you've got a quarterback who's a starter in this league, you want to keep him. All right. So the other big name out there in trade talks is Julio Jones. Uh, um, I'll, I'll go first on this one, guys. I don't think you're getting much for Julio Jones. His contract, a little bit injury history. I think first one first round pick at best, at best. I yeah. think you're getting a first round, maybe a second, maybe a second or third with a player. But I don't feel like the value is high with his contract and with his injury history lately. I would see that as a hard, as a hard, uh, hard trade to make. Yeah, I can't even see a first round pick for him. 
I can't. No, I think the highest I could see a team trading is a second round. From what I'm hearing, second, maybe even a third round pick you could get away with for him right now. I mean, it's it's so sad what's going on in Atlanta. If the rumors are true and, you know, they're really just shopping Julio just so that they can make some room to sign their draft picks, I don't know. That's crazy to me. But I, from what I'm hearing, second, maybe even a third for Julio. Yeah, I think a second is... Probably the compensation they're going to get a late first round, maybe, but I think they, that that's hopeful, hopeful uh, wishing on yeah, Atlanta's if, side. If you're a playoff team and you think he's the one guy, you might pull the trigger on a first, thinking that you're in the end of the the, the end of the first. Yeah, but yeah, you're not getting a top ten pick no. for Julio, obviously. No, I mean he's a 36 year old. He's still got you know he still can play uh, unbelievably. And play through injuries, right? Like even last couple of years, he's played through some injuries and some pretty big stuff. But I mean, he's still an impact player, even at the age of 36. But yeah, I'm seeing second, maybe third round. Yeah, just not an impact on our fantasy team. Sorry, sorry guys. Mm. I've had him a few years here and there. I'm yeah. sure we all have, eh? Sure, I think I got him from Jamie this year. I traded him, yep. Moving on to everyone's favorite tight end. Timmy Tebow is officially mm-hmm. a Jacksonville Jaguar, number 85. Um, how are you guys? Yeah, how do you guys feel about this? I know he's 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 there's not much to it, but he's Tim Tebow, so we got to talk about him. Eighty five in your program, number one in God's heart. That's right. Dang. So, guys, he signed a one year, nine hundred and twenty k contract. So, what do you feel like his? Like, what do you think the odds of this guy actually being on this team? I don't. I think they're very slim. I don't think he's going to make it on the team. And I mean, maybe Urban Meyer takes him because it's like, hey, I'm throwing you a bone, but. From what I'm hearing, and even just ridiculous Urban Meyer talking about it, right? We had five tight ends. We wanted to have seven on the roster. So, you know, he was one of the guys we signed. I'm like, give me a break. And, like, what are you doing in your actual locker room? Because More like, what are you doing in your life? Well, other teams said they they had him try out as a tight end 10 years ago, and he was trash. So, like, what has he done in the last 10 years that made him better? I mean, he's bigger. (laughs) That's true. So there's a, it's it's uphill battle to make this team. I think all day. Hey, at a college, you're in a four seven forty, which isn't fast for a tight end. He's never blocked before. What you got to do as a tight end? So he's not fast. Can't block. Can he catch? I don't know exactly. He can run with the ball. We've seen him do that, but that was ten years ago. What's his only thing he has? He's leadership maybe. But who's going to be like following a guy who makes no money and is like your fourth tight end on the roster? So I feel like there's. Really little to no value of having this guy playing tight end for you. Well, and it, it, I think it creates issues in your locker room. I think it becomes media circus stupidness for your team. The whole, the whole thing to me just I like seems that. That's dumb. a, that's a technical term, isn't it? Media circus stupidness. Media stupidness. Yeah. You can coin that. Circus. Yeah. Check it. Yeah. So we're all on the same page is that that's not going to work out. <laughs> a slow, not able to block. I guess. Ermeyer just gave him the old quarterback, the old neighbor discount. Is that a thing? So, so basically, if one of you guys becomes an NFL coach because we're neighbors, is it uh, we're just going to make the team? Well, I'm sure he has a special place in his heart for him, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's, right. They, they Tebow together. All right, guys, we are now on to grading the AFC North. This is the black and blue division. We're going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I gave the Pittsburgh Steelers a C plus. Picks I loved Najee Harris. I think he's going to be a great player. I would have loved them to go offensive line here, but they decided to wait to the third and fourth round to pick offensive linemen. Um, they have in their fifth round with my favorite name, Isaiah, two H's, Loudermilk. 
I don't know if he's any good, but I like saying that name. But I think I think Nigel Harris is going to be a great player. I feel like Pat Fairmuth is going to be a solid tight end, probably the second tight end, um, second best one in the draft. So I think all in all, like those two picks are solid enough that you're not going to like give them a terrible grade. But um, the lack of a high end offensive tackle, I can't give them a great grade. So I give them a C plus. Jamie, what do you have for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, I went a little bit higher. I went with a B minus. Uh, I that, know that, that is literally a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think <laughs> I think for me, uh, losing James Conner, obviously running game was huge. I know Tyler, you think more important than grabbing the running back is grabbing O line, but uh, I think they picked up arguably the best running back in the draft in Najee Harris, and I think that automatically helps. You know the loss from Connor. Uh, I like Pat Freemuth. I think he's also going to be good. And then after that, you're now addressing your line issues. So I think that they did some really good stuff. Uh, we don't know how much longer Ben Roethlisberger is really going to have in the league. You're surrounding him with some offensive weapons in the tight end, running back, and then you address the line. So I think what they're doing is good, uh, helping Roethlisberger. So I went B minus. Yeah, I have them graded at a C, so I guess I'm less than both yeah, of you by lower. a scooch. Yeah. yeah. Kind of favorite picks. I'm with you guys. The Pat uh, Fairmuth pick, I think that was great. I, th- I think he was probably the next best tight end to Kyle Pitts, and they got him in the second round. So great pickup. The thing is, I graded them pretty low because there was a few needs that I had them at, quarterback being one of them. They didn't trade up. I mean, there were quarterbacks that fell being in those mid-20 picks all the way up. Let me ask you a quick question, though. You're not a Rudolph or Haskins fan? I, maybe like four years ago, I might have had a little hope for them. All right, Three years enough. ago, you know? Fair enough. Check out. Uh, yeah, no, not so much. But they, So I know they didn't address the quarterback situation. And then O-line, I thought, was one, another one of their huge needs. You guys are talking about that. They didn't fully address those. And what did they do, as you guys talked about? They drafted a running back. And Tyler, I know you've said this. Great, you drafted a running back. How, where's the holes? They weren't there last year, and they've downgraded their offensive line. Yeah, they got they lost pieces, and so they're not. I don't. They didn't address that until the fourth round, and so I just think that they, you know, there's some things that they probably could have done. All right, guys, and we're going to move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Jamie, what are you thinking about Baltimore's draft? I had Baltimore also at a B minus, and I was tempted to go to a C plus, but I stuck with the B minus. Right? I mean, you got two first round picks. You get Rashad Bateman, which, you know, I felt like they need they needed that uh, big play receiver. They get Bateman. And then you come back and you get Odaf. Owe, Owe, how do you say that last name? Oway? Owe. Owe. It's, it's Odafe Owe. Odafe Owe, which I think is a great pick for them. Uh, I think he can do some stuff on the edge. I think yeah, he's, uh, that guy's a freak. Was he six five? 250 pounds. Yeah. And then, then you look at addressing some O-line stuff with Ben Cleveland. Um, you know, you get Brandon Stevens cornerback. So I, I like their draft, actually. Um, I, I gave them the same as, as what we were seeing before, but B-minus. I went B-minus. Yeah. For the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens, I also went B-minus. Um, I like Rashad Bateman. I like that pick. It fills a need. I think they also had a, a need at um, rusher at, at the edge position, but I don't love Away. He has those um, intangibles. He's got the size. He's got everything, but you know what he doesn't have? Production. Zero sacks last year, and you're yeah. going to pick this guy in the first round and expect him. And from what I'm hearing from, from uh, Daniel, Jeremiah, Dan, Daniel Jeremiah, who used to scout for the Ravens, is their, their whole philosophy is 
if you had sacks in college, it translates to sacks in the NFL. And they went in the first round and picked a guy who had zero sacks, which I was shocked when that pick was made. So I don't love that. Um, the rest of his drafts all right. They took a flyer on Sean Wade, who was a stud corner. A lot of people had him in the top 10 before the season. He played the uh, slot at Ohio State, but then this year he went outside, but he did not do well as an outside corner. So a lot of people have him more as a safety, thinking he can't really cover, but he could be a diamond in the rough. Ben Mason is a great fullback from Michigan. I know we're Michigan fans, but that is legit. He's probably one of the best um fullbacks in the draft probably the best fullback in the draft I think that was a he'll make their offense better so all in all I gave it a b minus love the first first round pick didn't love the second and you know I think the rest of it was like a little ho-hum for me uh, Justin what do you think of the Baltimore draft yeah so I gave them a b minus nice across the board well we all were the same yeah, pick. We, I, just like we don't talk about this before we do our own picks then we come to the table I know you know what happened. You asked you asked me what I gave them, and I was trying to remember what you guys gave. Them. I thought for some reason I I thought I heard you say B plus, so I was like we were all in the Bs. I was just about to say, but yeah, we all B minus. Jamie's only giving out B minuses for this oh. for this round. <laughs> it's an all B minus round, eh? So yeah, I gave them a B minus, and maybe going third here after you guys. A lot of the same things that you guys are saying. Right. Odafe away. My take on him though, Ty, is a little bit different. I mean, you were taking it from a Baltimore standpoint, which you're saying. It's kind of weird they drafted this guy because they typically draft people who have higher production. Right. His uh, pro day numbers are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. he's He's got all the... His speed, his vertical, yeah. his his board jump, all all of those things are Maybe off the he's charts. blind and just can't see a quarterback in the backfield. <laughs> it's possible. What I, I mean, what it looks like to me is he's just a little rough around the edges and yeah. so maybe with some good coaching. But, um, I mean, we've talked about this guy for years in sports. There's certain things you can't teach. Can't teach height. We know that very well. Uh, you can't really teach speed. You either got it or you don't. And so he's he has those intangibles. Now you just have to teach him how to actually use those. So I really like that. Uh, other picks I like. Uh, ben Cleveland. He is an enormous human being as well. Uh, <laughs> just just uh, like a mountain of a man. And picking up big, giant offensive linemen. In the third round, I thought was a was a good pick for them. So those are some of the other ones, other than you know the few that you guys like the ones you guys have already talked about, especially the uh, Ben Mason from Michigan. Who I, I think they list him as a tight end, but yeah, really he's a, he's more of a fullback, yeah, he'll or probably a blocker. Just, he'll probably just be like yeah, doing all that stuff. And we're gonna move on to the Cleveland Browns, and we're gonna go right back to you, Justin. What are you feeling about the Cleveland Browns draft? Yeah, so interesting, before I get into their draft and their grading, I thought Cleveland was one of these teams that came in and they didn't have a ton of holes. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I saw them as a team that didn't have a big glaring need necessarily. And so when I look at their draft, there's a few things. They start off with uh, with with Newsom, uh, Greg Newsom out of Northwestern as cornerback. And so he was... At that time, I think on the board, he was probably the top cornerback. They grabbed him, shored up their cornerback situation, and then come back in the second round and get JOK, Jeremiah Uso karamoa out of Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I had him going kind of in the first round, kind of late first round, really early second round. And so oh, the, I had him like in the teens. So the fact he was there, what did they pick? It's 50, 52. 52. Yeah. So the fact that they got him in the 52nd overall pick, that right there to me, they they have so far the highest grade. I gave them an A for their draft. I thought they did a really good job of just going out and getting a few. There's also uh, Tommy Togiai from Ohio State 
kind of an interior defensive lineman. Yeah, I love big, guy. big run stopper out of Ohio State, and so they get him in the uh, they, got, they got him in the fourth. So I think overall they they really grabbed some pieces and drafted like a team that didn't have a need and just drafted good players that were available. Yeah, best player available. Yeah, yeah. I I thought they had a great draft as well. I. I'm not going to stick with my B minus ratings Ooh, for the no. entire okay. uh, division. Uh, I had the Cleveland Browns rated at an A minus. A lot of similar things as well, right? I thought Newsom is a great pick. Uh, I thought that was one of the areas that Cleveland um, could address it was their secondary. I thought of. I thought you know overall. Um, very good team offensively and defensively, yeah. but I thought one area that could be upgraded was their secondary, and they went out and got Newsome, and then you got Owusu Koromoa, right? I'm and surprised was, you did, I'm surprised you didn't say special teams. I know you're a really big special team. It's your favorite <laughs> part of the game. I love special teams. You know that, but you know you get two two uh, defensive picks in those you know first round, second round that were both you know should have been first round picks, and you know great steal. And then I also like Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver out of Auburn in the third round, right? So, you know, you're going to throw in a little bit of offense, someone that can, you know, is is not going to be like this go-to receiver, obviously, with the receiving core they got there, but someone that can, you know, sit behind some guys and learn some things and see, you know, where his future goes. You know, maybe getting some special teams work. You know, I love it. Oh, he's definitely be on special teams for sure. And uh, for me... I also gave the Cleveland Browns an A. Like, similarly, Newsom, JOK, great picks. Um, Hudson, Owens a tackle and Toga. They're fourth round. I love their fourth round. Love those guys. Um, my only question mark here is Anthony Schwartz. Personally, this guy this guy might be the fastest guy in football when he walks on the field um, this year. Like he is an Olympic like caliber yeah, yeah, sprinter. sprinter. Yeah, and but. His like yards per catch weren't very good in college at Ar- uh, excuse me at Auburn. So I feel like there's something missing there. And if they can unlock that, great. But if they can't, it could be. I think he's a bit of a boomer bust. And I feel like he's closer to a, a bust. And I might I may have been more comfortable taking him in the fourth or fifth round. So it's a bit of a reach. But the rest of their draft was so good. I still feel like I'm going to give him an A. Yeah, I'm actually a little shocked that the Raiders didn't didn't move up and draft him in the first round. Well, they probably were gonna take him, but they're like, which bad player should we take? Leatherwood or Schwartz? Exactly. And we're gonna move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I gave the Cincinnati Bengals the grade of a B plus. I like this draft. I think they did a lot to improve their team. Now, personally, the reason why I didn't give it an A is because I really would have preferred offensive tackle with their number five overall pick. But you can't really go wrong getting Jamar Chase at number five. The guy's a stud, best receiver in the draft, arguably, and I think that is a great pick. Would have loved uh, Penny Sewell here or even, oh, I can't remember his name. What's the, uh, Slater. I didn't know, I didn't, Slater, yeah. yeah. He would also have been great there, so I think that was a great pick. Jackson Carmen, I don't love that pick in the second round, but when you go back and get Joseph Asai in the third that's a great uh, upside pass rusher. I think that'll be great. And I absolutely love uh, Dante Smith, offensive tackle in the fourth round. A lot of the picks I really loved in this draft. That Yeah, I think I think Dante Smith has a chance to be a, a starter in this league. And getting him in the fourth round is great. Joseph Asai's upside. He's going to be like, um, he'll he'll make, he'll get on the field and he'll have, have a good pass rush this year. So I say B+. Jamie, what are you feeling about with the uh, the Bengals draft? Yeah, I'm actually taking it down a whole letter grade. I'm going with a C plus with the Bengals. I love Jamar Chase. I think he's unbelievable. I think he's a great uh, playmaker. But 
I agree with you, Tyler. I think that they needed to address address the O line position, and I think Jackson Carmen is not the solution no, at the forty six pick, right? And I think that's a reach, even taking yeah. him at forty six. I think he like. Lots of people had him graded like in the 80s and 90s as like a pick, right? Like in in the top 50, that's that's a huge reach. You should have addressed that situation, either traded up in the second round and picked up someone or uh, even just drafted a different, you know, tackle, which I don't know if he'll play tackle <laughs> in the league, but yeah. right. I mean, there is some other great picks, right, uh, that they've made, but I think not addressing their biggest need of offensive line was a huge mistake, and that's why I gave their draft a C plus. Yeah, so I gave them an A minus, and part of that A minus, just even making it into the A, was getting Jamar Chase. I think his talent and ability is is amazing. I also actually liked that they paired quarterback receiver who had a great career together in college and paired them together. I think we saw a lot of teams do that this year. I think more teams we saw do that this year than we've we've seen in drafts before. The other thing is that then the problem becomes, as you guys both mentioned, and you've said this before, Tyler, I think, I think again, it goes back to my mock draft where you mocked me for my mock draft and said, what do you, you hate Joe Burrow? You don't want to no, draft that a- was That was Justin Herbert, but oh. it still applies. Okay, I guess still it applies. applies. And actually probably should apply more so to Burrow, shouldn't it? Uh, mm. I mean, either way, man, like he was injured. He went off on a stretcher. He's got that knee. Yeah. So, well, uh, listen, you know, they didn't address the offensive line. And I'm with you guys. I don't think Jackson Cameron out of Clemson, uh, Jackson Carmen, sorry, out of Clemson is the guy. But they did a few other things. One pick that they got a lot of credit for was the Cameron uh, sample out of of Texas. So they drafted the fourth round. A lot of people had him going kind of late second, early third, somewhere in the third round. And so they picked him up a little bit later than maybe people projected. Other than that, I mean, they did get 10 picks in the draft. There's lots of picks there. So, I mean, those factors bring it in. I don't really, when I look through their draft, I'm not wowed by it other than, you know, maybe one or two people here or there. So. And I think the thing that's a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, shocking is they had the 38th pick in the in the draft and they traded out of that with guys like, with players like Tevin Jenkins on the board and Liam, Liam Eichenberg. And so they traded away from good offensive tackle talent. And ended up with a guy like Jackson Carmen. So if you were going to take that position, you had the ability to do it with your, but you traded out and then ended up with this guy. And that's just bad drafting. So I see where Jamie's coming from. Yeah. Yeah, Especially with like uh, Tevin Jenkins, you know, he, he had a a good grade on him and I feel like they were in a great position to get him and they, they did. I had him in the first round. So I would have thought that would have given them an A draft in my book. An A. I don't give it a lot of A's. would have bumped up. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay, guys. It's that time. Ooh. What time? Time to bust a run? Mm. <laughs> no, it's not time to bust a It's time to bust out rapid fire. Yeah, yes. it is. Time to crown the maple syrup king. Oh, God. Champ is here. Guy, we talked about this. Yeah. That is the know. worst one yet. Well, I know, but if before I return it, throw it away, you know Do what you I mean? Do you even like it's pancakes go, or French toast? Yeah, crepes. You're not, a crepes guy. Not a whole oh, lot. Crepes are my crepes. least No, I don't. My kids do. I don't. No, crepes are... are there. Here's my hot take. Crepes are garbage. No, my family's been loving them lately. No, ties, ties, ties pancakes. The th- crepes are garbage. You're gonna be our new hot take guy. What was guy? that like? Well, just uh, just my. I have some. I have some crepe takes. It's just some bre- some yeah. breakfast. Yeah, hot takes. Eh? Yeah. If you want to do breakfast, uh, you just get some eggs. I'm waiting some for bacon, this. then some toast, maybe some hash browns. You're golden. Yeah. I'm waiting for his crepe crepe rant. 
Yeah. No, it, it, it's done. It's garbage. Well, okay. Jamie, I don't even know why you're asking me. Oh, you're, you're a French toast guy. You know that I'm not, though. You know, I know. You know That's why I don't know you, where your maple you know syrup I'm, came from. You know I'm straight from. up, straight up, go to A&W, get the uh, eggs over easy. If, in case you folks didn't know this, yeah. you can get a full breakfast at A&W. Listen, 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 listen. I think we got a little off track. Oh, did yeah. we? Oh, with wait. the breakfast talk. Oh, that's going into our food our food podcast. Yeah. But if you don't like stuff that maple syrup goes on, you're definitely not the maple syrup king. Oh, but I like giving it out. Oh, I got I a jar of it in my fridge. I know what that means. But yeah. Okay. You know what? TMI. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's okay, go. I'm ready. Justin, you ready? I'm ready. Wait. Jamie, you. Oh, Jamie's not ready. I'm not because I think the Maple Syrup King is oh, for he's... Justin's other podcast, the oh. Dad Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. I do. All right. I do use Maple Syrup. Sorry. I should say this, though, because I don't want people to think I don't use Maple Syrup. I use it in like a lot of when I make my own barbecue sauces okay, and things. Stop. Oh, I definitely God. use it as a sweetener. Nobody cares, man. I sometimes put it in my coffee. Too. Yeah, you're We're not done. the maple syrup king. Okay, fine. You're, you're, I just wanted to try it out before I threw it away. Why would you try? You know what? We're not talking about this anymore. Yeah, We've wasted too much time on Justin's terrible nickname. All right. Got to do better next week, apparently. All right. Justin. Yep. Have the Bengals done enough to compete for the AFC North crown? <sighs> no. Obvious. P- point. <laughs> Jamie. Yep. Does Deshaun Watson play over under one snap this year? He does not play one snap this year. Okay, so when someone says, yeah, thank you. That is correct. (laughs) Justin, better fit for Julio Jones trade, the Colts or the Patriots? The Colts. Frank Wright could do a lot with that. It's true because they got all that money, money, money to spend. Jamie. Yep. More total touchdowns this season. Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Ooh, I'm going to say that's right. Just to piss Justin off. What? You're like, what are rushing touchdowns? <laughs> they ca- uh, They do count. I did. I said total touchdowns. Yeah. I had to make it close because there's no way that he's going to throw for any. Oh, Who's wow. that, Daniel Jones? or <laughs> Either, really. No. What do you All right, think? Justin. Better Adam Sandler football movie. Re- the remake of The Longest Yard or The Waterboy? I actually I actually liked uh, Sonny Koufax. That's The Longest Yard. It's a water boy all day. Yeah, high quality H2O, yeah, man. Yeah, come on. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about deep threats in the, in the NFL this year. People saying Tyreek Hill is the best deep threat. Jamie, better deep threat, Randy Moss or Tyreek Hill? Oh, wow. Uh, my heart wants to say Randy Moss, but I think I got to go Tyreek Hill. Then you would be wrong. <laughs> oh, snap. Dude, Randy Moss, height, speed. He had everything. This guy's got speed. Uh, come on. Justin, will Saquon Barkley come back this year and be a top five running back? Um, I'm going to answer for my fantasy team, yes. The answer was no, sorry. Jamie, better landing spot for Aaron Rodgers, the Denver Broncos, or the Washington football team? Wow. I think a better situation for him would be to stay in Green Bay, but that's not uh, that's not an option. So I'm going to say the uh, Washington football team because of the defense. Nah, he tried wow, to get in there and it's still it in. the weapons they have in Denver, man. They got all set for him. They got Judy and Sutton's coming back. Yeah, Judge Judy. That's incorrect. Uh, Justin. Yep. Better first season: Travis Etienne with the Jets or Javante Williams with the Broncos? Etienne. Uh, it's Broncos. They're talking about being a third round back of the Jets. Yeah, but the Broncos have they're terrible. All right, last question. Jamie. Yep. Is Justin the worst nickname giver in the history of the world? I'm just trying to think. I I do know a couple really bad nickname givers. Yeah, if you say But it. in the history of the world, I will say yes, he is. <laughs> and that the is maple correct. syrup king? Come on. That yeah. is correct. Wait. You know what I'm calling Jamie from now on? Captain Jealous Pants. <laughs> All right, well, that's a great yeah. <laughs> Also proving my point. Yeah. yeah. And there and there and he just wraps it up right there. And the winner this week is Jamie <laughs> McCord. Yeah, it is. Straight up. Rapid fire chase. Here's the belt. 
Thank you. I'll just put it on. Oh, it's oh, a little tight. That's got to be a little snug for you. Probably because in Midtown you just do a brewery discount burgers. double check? Yeah, you did. I had some burgers this afternoon, so it's a little bit tight. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can uh, reach us on Twitter at, at the Northern Blitz. The I is a Y. And you can email us again about Rapid Fire. And you can email us at northernblitz at gmail.com. And it is with an I. So northernblitz at gmail.com. Keep those emails coming. And, and thank you for listening. Uh, and feel free to chime in if you like the nicknames or not. Uh, I don't know if they're going to stick because I'll probably have a new one every yeah. week. You know what? Actually, this is a great point. If Please do chime in on <laughs> yes. what, how you feel about what? Justin's ridiculous nicknames. Why, 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 why don't you email you us some nicknames for him? Because he is not listening. He's not listening to us. Why are you guys snickering? This. this is a, this is not a funny matter. This is serious business. <laughs> Easy there, moniker man. Yeah, it's the Northern Blitz podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>